You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Whether you're a pro athlete, an exhausted parent, or spend all day in the office chair, CBDMD wants to give you the support you need throughout the day. CBD Freeze and Recover are an outstanding duo of topical products with specialized formulas to provide targeted relief where it matters most. And make it easier to try Freeze or Recover or every other CBDMD product. We're going to give you 25% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com. Promo code NBA for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. It is locked on Jazz for the 10th of February. A close of mammoth proportion that's worth a possession-by-possession look. The stars shined. Plus... An answer to another defensive attempt in the Jazz blow it up. Plus power ranking Tuesday on a Wednesday, just so we can laugh at all of them. It's coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked on Jazz, your daily Utah Jazz podcast for the team that has the best record in the NBA. Giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it Way better to be a Jazz fan. That was an impressive win last night. They all seem to be. The Jazz holding at 20-5, first team to 20 wins in the NBA, a game ahead of the Lakers, three ahead of the Clippers, and now, impressively, seven ahead of the Nuggets, who have lost three in a row and are 12-11. Phoenix, Portland, San Antonio all in there uh, as well. Uh, A big one last night. Donovan was amazing. Rudy was amazing. In fact, that's where I want to start today. I want to go back through the final portion of this game and just show how great the stars were. And then also just a style of play that the Jazz brought to the table um, that really is the change of who they are. There's a bunch of other aspects uh, to this game that we'll, we'll look at throughout the day and then we'll go through the power ranking. So let's start with there's six minutes left in the game. Jalen Brown's just had a tap in. The Jazz call a timeout, and we're in a tussle. It's 101-97 coming out of a timeout, and and the Jazz at this point have complete. we'll get into more detail on this, completely throttled Boston's attempts defensively. Boston came out with a, with a really good game plan. I, I was like, Brad Stevens is creative and good. And they came out with a plan, and... By this point of the game, it's gone. So now Brad Stevens is searching for anything and and everything he can try to stop the Jazz uh, and their offensive approach. And the Jazz, and so in this time, he comes out in a, in a zone. And the Jazz just space immediately, and Donovan throws a baseball pass to Boyan Bogdanovich from the free throw line on one side to the corner on the other court and Boy, for Boyan takes one dribble as the defense reacts and hits a three. There's, there's a bunch of aspects to this play that are symbolic to everything we're going to watch the rest of the way. And we're going to break this down, offense first and then defense second. So on offense first, what you're going to see is quick willingness to take the quick three and then great reads by Donovan and togetherness. But the willingness to kind of jack the quick early three is a pretty dramatic change for what we do in the final six minutes of this game. The next, uh, Donovan makes a great play. It turns into a Celtic layup. Next time down, 
They've scored. Half court set. So you can't run. They're back in their zone. And the togetherness of this group is really interesting. Joe Ingles moves ever so slightly to move a player. Boyan kind of slashes in and brings the zone to him a little bit and points to the left corner where Donovan, looking at Boyan to just move that defense that step, swings it to Jordan, and Jordan shoots a three, and he misses. Jazz get the offensive rebound. Gobert gets fouled. He gets two free throws. The offensive rebounding last night was not exceptional. It was 29%. It's, it's really good. We're this good offensively, and we're grabbing 29% of our offensive rebounds. We, we get really hard to beat. The other night in Indiana, we grabbed 30% of our offensive rebounds. We really have two ways to score. We beat you with the three, or we beat you with the offensive rebound. We don't have a lot of other things. Doesn't matter. Okay. Next possession down. The Jazz... Get it up. And again, 11 seconds into the shot clock, off a Celtic make, the Jazz push it up, and Boyan shoots a quick three. It's fine. Like, it's a three. It's a good look. We believe in him. And once again, we get the offensive rebound. Goes out of bounds. Jazz inbound. Now they run the inbound play where they pass it and Donovan comes off the inbound play and hits a three. It's actually almost like when Steph Curry used to run around picks and circles, it's almost like the Jazz stole that for to create that inbound play. And Donovan hits the three. Next time down, the Jazz get a turnover. There's six seconds on the shot clock. They push it ahead and Ingles misses the three. Like, on one level, we're only taking threes here late, which is interesting because that's when you think that would go away. Ingles misses it. Fine. It was a good look. We pushed it. We're not going to make all of them. In fact, right here in this little stretch, this is what's incredible about this. We're actually, you know, we've we've hit. Boyan hits. Clarkson misses. Boyan misses. Donovan hits. Joe misses. All right. So we're three for five. We're hot. We're, we've we've made one more. Donovan now shoots a three and misses. We're not three for six. We're not like, hey, that's good. We're not like exceptionally crazy. Um. And they get a rebound. I'm trying to find that play if I can. Um, oh, this is a great play. Again, we don't get the dividend, but it's a great play. 3.43 left. We Jalen Brown's missed. Rudy Gobert sprints the floor, brings the defender with him. Donovan gets guarded by Tristan. They have to match up to whoever's around. Donovan ends up with Tristan Thompson on him at 30 feet. Donovan goes one-on-one, pulls into a three, misses. Fine. Great shot. It's who we are. They get two free throws. We've This is probably the one possession that wasn't great. Boyan takes a super deep three from 29 feet. It doesn't go. 14 into the shot clock. We probably rushed that one a little bit. Okay. Loose ball rebound. Thompson gets fouled. He goes to the line. Play of the night. Donovan off a missed free throw, pushes, leaves it behind for Joe. Six seconds into the shot clock, we hit a three. This is really interesting. Six seconds into the shot clock, we're shooting a three there. Boyan's was 14 seconds into the shot clock. Donovan on Tristan Thompson mismatch, he, he took a little time to get that one off. Joe Ingles, six seconds into the shot clock, missed a three. Donovan off an offensive, re, uh, off the inbound play, doesn't count. The previous shot was Boyan, nine seconds into the shot clock. 
We kept running late in the game. We keep kept pushing and running late in the game and getting threes. The concern if you play the Lakers or the Clippers and it's the playoffs is the game slows down. They're so long, you can't get your looks unless you insist on playing this fast. And then maybe you can get them off. Right? Next time down, 226 left, 112-104. Donovan hits a three, dagger shot, ball game over. And then Donovan adds to the mix at 133, and then he hits Rudy for back-to-back dunks, and Donovan scores or assists on 20 of the final 21 points of the night. But what you see here isn't, a, first of all, a, a tremendous willingness to shoot the three. And it's really important. And two, because it's what we're great at. And two, what you see is a willingness to play fast. Our shot quality last night, we were good, was our QSQ, second spectrum data, was six percentage points better than Boston's. So if we had just shot average last night, we would have shot 53.5. If they had shot average, they would have shot 47%. Both teams had good shooting nights last night. They shot, we shot 4.8 percentage points above the quality of shots we got. They shot 4.4%. Both teams shot, but we took 57% of our shots as threes and 4% of our shots as mid-range. They took 33% of their shots as threes and 17% of their shots as mid-range. We took three long twos the entire game. They took 15 they took 33 shots in like the paint non-restricted. We took like 14. Our shot distribution, largely due to Rudy, largely because of our insistence on, insistence on how we're playing, was just dramatically better than what they had. That matters a great, great deal. The NBA official shot charts... I was using second spectrum there. Here's the the official shot chart. Is the Jazz took 22 shots at the rim. They took 17. That's the number one efficiency shot you can have in the game is at the rim. The number two efficiency shot is corner threes. We took 19. They took five. The number three efficiency shot is an above the break three. We took 29. They took 24. Just on shot attempts alone. We took... 14 more corner threes. We took five more rim shots. And we took five more above the break threes. 24 of the desired shots. We took 24 more desired shots than they did. Non-restricted area twos are all the same. 0.8%. We are willing to take the floater. We think it's a little higher. It has been for us. But generally, for the league, it's 0.8. They took 40 40 non-restricted area twos last night. We took 14. That matters. That's Rudy. That's Rudy. The numbers last night on Rudy are amazing, and the play late in the game are amazing. We'll touch on both those uh, when we continue. Today's show is brought to you by my good friends at Intercap Lending. Steve Carter and the crew over at Intercap just do great work. It's such a pleasure for me to eat to tell you about Steve Carter and Intercap because they just do great work. And so I don't have any doubts. If you're looking for to refi, 
mortgage, any of those kind of things, intercap lending is your answer. And Steve Carter is our personal loan officer, and he's just remarkable. I think you've heard me read the reviews. I think you've uh, heard me talk about Steve before, and I really want, you know, if this is the right time for you to be a part of it, this is the answer. Steve Carter does amazing, amazing work with everything uh, that we're involved with and has been a fabulous, fabulous friend of the program. And uh, excited to let you get in touch with Steve. So give Steve a call, 385-885-28, 385-885-28, Intercap Lending, NMLS number 1178666. It's intercaplending.com. Call Steve Carter today. Let him know that you're with Lockdown Jazz and you can be like Andrew Terry and say, Steve Carter was great to work with. I waited for months for another company to close my loan before I decided to switch to Intercap. My loan was then closed within two weeks with him. The process was easy and Steve was the answer to all our questions. That's what Steve Carter does. 385 800 8528. Today's show is also brought to you by Grip Six Belts. I had the brown one on yesterday with the wood belt buckle. That was the that was the switch up yesterday. Played around. Usually I have my honeycomb one on that's right there. Uh, they have a special deal right now. Buy one, get one free. Use that at 50% off the honeycomb belt. Uh, buy one, get one free. That's a great deal. I might have to go get myself some more grip six belts. I would suggest the men's honeycomb belt. They have it on the front page right now. That's one of my favorite setups, uh, that I have. I have it in the blue with the blue belt buckle. I probably should get it in the silver with the silver belt buckle too. Cause I love that belt buckle. Uh, they've also got, uh, the black ninja setup that I think is super sweet looking. So check it all out. The classic series has that black web ninja belt. It's $35. You get your web strapping with it. And there's also the granite and the gun metal belt as well grip six is super because the straps and the buckles are interchangeable and there's no flaps there's no holes there's no flip floppy floppy things floating around it just hooks in it fits perfectly if you've got a little bit of a larger stomach and you gotta get that little occasional like that little on your belt like that that whatever that is uh it's gone that's the great thing about what you get with grip six is that it fits perfectly no matter your size. Grip6.com, promo code's locked on, but let's be honest, buy one, get one free is better than 15% off. So go ahead and grab that right now, but feel free to somehow let them know you heard from Lockdown. We'd appreciate it. It's all at Grip6.com. All right, let's look at Rudy. I mean, we just touched on Rudy last night on part of it, but let's do the same thing we just did. I mean, I just showed you how the shot chart the whole night uh, was changed. And if you look at the advanced metrics last night with Rudy, Boston's offensive rating last defensive rating last night when Rudy was on the floor uh, is a 105.7. When Rudy was off the floor, it was a 148. I mean, really, at some point, this guy's got to be an MVP candidate. Like, it's kind of a beeping joke. It's kind of pissing me off that no one's smart enough to get it. Like, if you were to do what Rudy did, what Donovan did brilliantly in the final five minutes of game on the offensive side is the exact same thing that Rudy did brilliantly on the defensive side. It's the exact same. That's why I'm separating him today. Let's walk through it. Six minutes left. Bogey hits the three. Okay. So now it's a 104, 97 game. Jazz are up by seven. Bogey hits the three. Br- great, brilliant play by Donovan. Jalen Brown. Drives to the basket. Sees Rudy Gobert. One of the most athletic players in the world. 
Doesn't want to shoot. Tries to force a pass. Donovan with a great play. Turnover. Because of Rudy. It's a stop. Same thing as a bucket. Just a stop. All because of Rudy. Okay. Next half court possession. Five minutes left. Jason Tatum drives. Sees Rudy. Pulls him back out. Goes one-on-one. Step back. 19-footer. Right side from the 6'9 Tatum. And he hits it. You know why? Because he's an all-star. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant freaking shot by Tatum. Okay, if that's how you want to live, live that way. Next play, Jalen Brown drives the lane, sees Rudy, turns it over again. Okay, so now two of the last three possessions, Rudy single-handedly has stopped it. 108, 101, 408 left, Tatum drives, Rudy blocks the shot. Okay, now it's not even like one of these discreet things where you actually have to watch the play. Just look at the box score. Rudy blocks the shot. 3.54 left in the game. Still 108-101. Rudy blocked the shot out of bounds. Jason Tatum, backdoor cut on Joe Ingles. Gets the pass. He's beat Joe. Rudy steps over. He pump fakes three different times. Dribbles out. Takes a tough contested 16-footer. Misses. All right, so we've got four possess- five possessions here. Rudy has single-handedly stopped four of them, and Jason Tatum's hit a 19-footer over the top of him. 328 left. Jalen Brown picks up two free throws on a foul from Donovan on a fast-break opportunity off of a Donovan miss three. Okay? Like, transition. That's the only way you score on us. Tristan Thompson goes to the free throw line off a loose ball rebound, makes one of two. 249 left. 111, 104. Joe's just hit the three on the quick play the other way by the Jazz. Pick and roll. Rudy Gobert's the best pick and roll defender in the entire NBA. Tatum comes off the pick, and instead of attacking Rudy, he steps into a pull-up three. You know what? Like, that's the shot you're gonna have to make if you're going to beat the Jazz. It's not a, like, Rudy, like, Rudy's impact on this shot. I don't want to overplay Rudy's impact on this shot, frankly. Rudy's impact on this shot is the fact that Jason Tatum isn't going to drive, right? He just did it a moment ago, and it was hard, and he ended up with a 17-footer, and he knows he's not going to be able to beat him to the basket because his shot was blocked a moment ago. And so Jason Tatum, who's outstanding, one of the great players in this league, I picked him to be an MVP candidate, averages 27 a game is going to instead he's going to just kind of rise and fire on an off the bounce three all right like that seems like that's a good play and jason tatum's great he makes 40 percent of that shot it's good it's decent play he missed it that's where you have a chance to beat us 104 left in the ball game and by now the game 112-104, still close game, 226 left. Jalen Brown gets the ball from Tristan Thompson on a backdoor cut, sees Rudy, and gives the ball back to Tristan Thompson for an eight-foot floater over Gobert. Maybe the worst shot in the world. One of their 40 non-restricted area twos, and they miss. Donovan comes down, hits the three games over. Okay, let's walk through that again. Like, you don't, you tell me this guy's not an MVP candidate? 
Like, Donovan can be an MVP candidate, too. It doesn't have to be an either-or. We've got the best record in the NBA. We can get greedy. In the final six minutes of this game, and I could even take it back further if we want to, in the final six minutes of the game, they had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven half-court possessions. They went one for seven on those half-court possessions, and the one make was a step-back 18-foot long two over Rudy Gobert. Really? Pretty incredible. Rudy's defensive numbers last year, just last night on just the shooting, they were 9 of 19 shooting against Rudy. Not incredible. Their shot chart was astronomical. Absolutely astronomical. And the other part of this is, at some point, you actually don't play your game against the Jazz. Their pick-and-roll offense, their drive game, which is what they do a lot of, wasn't good last night. Jason Tatum and Grant Williams had a little pick-and-roll going. Kemba was terrible with Tice and Daniel, and Jason Tatum wasn't that good with Tristan Thompson. Interestingly, to their credit, by the way, Joe Ingles and Rudy Gobert were not quite as good as they have been all season. Last night did not turn out to be a great defensive game for the Jazz by the time it was done. They won by 14. It was their 21st ranked defensive game of the year. It was their it turned out to be their third best offensive game by the time the game was done. Against a really sophisticated attack from Boston. Boston came out and switched everything one through five, but with two bigs on the floor. Of the Jazz picks last night, I would guess that Boston probably switched over 60% of them. And the Jazz had an answer. And it forced Boston out of that. So we've now seen Charlotte and Boston come out switching everything, one through five, which if I was playing us, that's what I think I would do. And we annihilated both of them. Leaving, like, what's the answer? I think the next answer we're going to see more of is what Atlanta did. Now, we have not played some of the best defensive teams in the league. Just coincidentally, the Lakers are the number one defensive team in the league. We haven't played them. Houston's number three. We're number two. Houston's number three. We haven't played them. We've played the Knicks twice. They're the four, Tom Thibodeau has them as the fourth best defensive team in the league. We have not. We were not particularly good against them in either of our matchups, right? In our Knicks games this year, uh, we were twenty third. Our twenty third ranked offensive game of the year, and our eleventh in our second time, we were pretty good at one nineteen uh, offensive rating. We have not played Philadelphia. We've played Phoenix, who's the sixth best defensive team in the league. Early in the year, they got us. We were under a point per possession. We have not. Uh, we played San Antonio. We torched them. We played Milwaukee. We torched them. We played Golden State. We torched them. We played Atlanta. We torched them. So of the top four, we haven't really played them a lot other than New York. So let's see what happens when we have Philadelphia, Houston, and LA on the next tier, which is what we, which Boston is in the in the San Antonio, Milwaukee, Golden State, Atlanta. Miami, Boston, Indiana stretch, we were pretty good. We weren't great against Indiana. We were pretty tired. And Charlotte's the 16th. There's not a bad defensive team. They're right. They're league average, right on it. Pretty impressive. Have you, 
Well, listen to Locked On Bets yet? Because Locked On Bets is your new daily podcast giving you the expertise, insight into the gambling world and fun with your boy Q and Lee Sterling. And it's all brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. And betonline.ag wants to give you a welcome bonus of 50% off or 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That means they'll give you, you know, you put in 100, they'll give you 150. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, NHL are in full swing. And BetOnline even has funds with awards, TV shows, reality TV. Plus, you got all the NBA futures you can jump on right now with the Jazz and Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. Real up time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. They've got all the news and scores. Head to the website, use the mobile device, sign up today, receive 50% welcome bonus promo code locked on. Bet online, your sports book experts. And locked on bets is your podcast. This episode is brought to you by 1010. Now you have read about this in the New York Times and Style Magazine, Forbes, and we're excited to tell you about it. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, a 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful commitment ring that's available now exclusively at BlueNile.com. And when they're gone, they're gone. We all know the diamond engagement ring is iconic. It's a timeless expression of the deepest commitment between two people. And with 1010, it's been beautifully re-envisioned in the hands of 10 modern designers working exclusively with sustainably sourced diamonds. If you're ready to mark a special commitment or looking for a unique and meaningful way to celebrate Valentine's Day, you're definitely going to want to check this out. And again, this excited limited time collection of diamond engagement rings is now available exclusively at BlueNile.com. Locked On Today is your daily podcast, giving you 20 minutes of the sports world quickly and all the big stories you need to know. Make sure you grab Locked On Today. All right, we do power rankings on Tuesday, but we had a lot of fun with John Corrales. I hope you um, liked that yesterday. And so I want to do power ranking Tuesday, but we'll do it on Wednesday. What I'd like to do here is look at three or four human sites and then uh, look at some uh, number sites and see what the difference is. So let's start with John Schumann, NBA.com. He does great work. Uh, our plus minus player of the week. He always has Bobby Portis was plus 95 in four games this week for Milwaukee. Um, the e- West is now beating the East uh, 62.4% of their games, which is an outrageously high number. Um, all right. And here we go. The team to watch, he said this week, was the Jazz with our multiple games of interest. So that's fun. He has the Lakers at number one. Um, he has the Jazz at two, up from five last year. Or last week. The Jazz remain the only team in the top five on both ends of the floor. Have now got a full month with just one loss. Their stretch of Eastern Conference hoops continues with four-game homestand Celtics, Bucks, Heat, and Sixers. The Jazz' previous record for threes came a month ago in Milwaukee, and now they set it again. Number three, he has Philadelphia. Number four, he has the Clippers. Number five, Milwaukee. Number six, Brooklyn. Seven, Denver. That's kind of, I'm guessing, going to be the consensus here. I'd be surprised if anyone else jumps in the top seven. And then Phoenix is eight. San Antonio's nine. Boston's ten. Okay, that's John Schumann. ESPN, 
Lakers one, Jazz two. Okay, hard to hard to dispute. Clippers three, Philadelphia four, Milwaukee five, Brooklyn six. They have Phoenix ahead of Denver. I'm not willing to kind of dismiss Denver yet. I've got enough respect for them, even though they're their record. Boston nine, San Antonio ten. This this seems to be fairly kind of we're, we've got this thing settled out a little bit. CBS Sportsline, which has been Colin uh, Ward Henniger, has had the Jazz up near the top all year long. And let's see what he has here. He has the Jazz still as number one. He's the one guy who's held it. Um, so far, he points out the defense, offense has got a little less good recently until last night. Lakers two, Bucks three, Sixers four, Clippers five, Nets six. He has the Suns at seven. And he has Denver all the way down at 10, has Sacramento up at 9. Okay, so our top six is really the consensus in the NBA. And I think actually if you could say there's six title contenders right now. If you include Philadelphia, I do not. The ringer, Kevin O'Connor, has the Lakers at 1, the Clippers at 2, the 76ers at 3, the Brooklyn Nets at 4, the Milwaukee Bucks at five, and the Jazz at six. Like, what the hell are you doing? Like, really? I I love this line. The Jazz are really good. That's undeniable, but we're about to find out whether they're truly great. Okay. Right. So we play six games against the hardest teams in the NBA. And so, like, if we go three and three, like... Who knows? He has Phoenix at seven, but I actually don't think we should continue to look at his list. Let's go to the what the numbers say, okay? Full strength rating. I always think this is interesting. If everybody's healthy, this is 538. Lakers one. Jazz are now two. That's a big jump. Clippers are three. Bucks four. Nets five. That's, that's the five, right? That's kind of where we are. They have Celtics six, Nuggets seven, and the Sixers at eight. So this is where I just I'm totally not totally buying the Sixers. The numbers don't buy them. I'm not totally buying it. I really see there's five title contenders right now in the league. Current rating, Jazz are one now. On 5:30. Currently how they're playing, they're one. Lakers two, Bucks three, 76ers four, Nuggets are five despite the losses. Interesting. Celtics six, Raptors are up to seven and hot. Clippers have slid to eight, Suns. Projected record Lakers and Jazz tie for the one seed at 52 and 20. Wow, that is quite a year. Clippers three, Nuggets four, Suns five, Blazers six, Spurs, and that's the where it matters. Like six is what matters. Now you're into the playing games. Spurs, Mavericks, Pelicans, Rockets, and Warriors tied at 34 and 38 below 500. East has the Bucks, 76ers, Bucks 1, 76ers 2, Celtics drifting back considerably at 3, Nets at 4, Raptors at 5, Pacers at 6, again, that's what matters, and then all under 500 after 6 in the East because the West is throttling. And our final one is basketball reference. Their simple rating system, let's check out where they have things. Right now, they have the Bucks as 1, the Jazz as 2, a Pretty considerable drop to the Lakers at three and the Clippers at four, and then a huge drop after that. 
where they've got the Nuggets at five. I'm kind of with them on this. I still buy the Nuggets. Sixers at six. Suns at seven. Brooklyn all the way down at eight. Atlanta at nine. And then the next team is the Pacers at 10 and the Warriors at 11. All right, those are our power rankings. That's Locked on Jazz. Tell your smart device to go listen to the latest edition of the podcast Locked On today. Love to have you tune in. It is Locked On Jazz and the chat here on the Locked On Podcast Network.